This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is the show where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. And this week, we're going to go to a topic that kind of I've been thinking of. I'm currently going to be writing a course for an event. And this event has to do with instructional design. So just as a little background, I've actually been doing instructional design for several companies already. I've worked with many big name companies for for designing not only courses, but then also reviewing courses as a subject matter expert in general industry and construction. And in episode 14, I gave you kind of a, a tip of instructional design. And then I also, a little later on, uh, further down, I also um, gave a little bit of, of understanding of how you could start doing your own training, if you will, your own kind of uh, work so that you can make supplemental income from doing courses that you put in that you yourself has done. So uh, truly, I'm trying to use this one to break into the idea, the thought of instructional design itself. But I'm going to be using a tool that OSHA already has available for you. So if you go to OSHA.gov, there's a resource that they have. And this resource is called Resources for Development and Delivery of Training to Workers. That's the name of this one. And if you were to go on the OSHA website, type in that title, you're going to find this one. So again, let me uh, give you that title. The title is Resources or Resource for Development and Delivery of Training to Workers. And truly, it really just breaks down to uh, adult education and how adults learn is really what this boils down to. OSHA has uh, some very detailed requirements on safety and health training but along the way back in 2015 OSHA kind of figured out let's see if we could help these workers that are the people who are becoming the instructors in an organization we may need to teach them how to be better trainers so they came up with OSHA publication 3824-08 and there's a 2015 version of that So OSHA number 3824-08 and the updated version of that one is in 2015 and again it's a resource for development and delivery of training to workers. They use a few models in this but the idea is workers or adults, these adults need to be trained so that they know the hazards they're exposed to. So the people who are providing the training, you could be a consultant like myself, or it could be someone in-house that's going to provide this training. They need to understand the principles of adult education, adult learning processes, so they could deliver this training in such a way that is going to be um, received, understood, and applied in the workplace. So that's what this episode is going to focus on give you the understanding that you would need to provide this training 
to your adult learners at your organization. So when we come back after a word from the sponsor, then we are going to get into this topic. This is Sheldon Primus, the host of the Safety Consultant Podcast. During this time, we've all been tightening our belts because of COVID-19. I have been as well. Recently, I've found cost-effective alternative to some of the services and programs that I was using, such as email marketing, hosting services, and even one of my favorites, Teachable. Visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash resources for special offers to help you reduce your business overhead. If you're hosting a podcast or want to host a podcast, then visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash hosting for a knockout deal. Don't give up on your dream. Get smarter on the back end of your business. All right, welcome back to the episode. And let's go through what I do have. And I truly want to make sure I'm just going to give you an overview because this can be a college semester. If you were to truly try to do industrial design, especially when it comes to adult learners, you don't have all that time, right? (laughs) That's not something that we could do right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the version that I usually use And I truly have been doing this for a while. And the thing is, is I kind of like stumbled onto it. The reason why is I knew I was subject matter expert in general industry topics, not all of them, but a a good handy amount because of the work I did in the utility field, in in the utility field, especially the liquid utility field, water and wastewater treatment. You have a unique opportunity to learn both construction and general industry at the same time because you're doing a lot of work that is underground utility. And therefore, there's a lot of excavation and trenching and some of the things that would be brought up. Permit required confined space even inside of an excavation or a trench or even permit required confined space when it comes to maintenance of pumps and a few other things because of the location of these pumps would be in what's called lift stations. And then also had to deal with laboratory work and uh, process control stuff and belt presses and things like that. So generally speaking, those are those are usually things that you only get in one field versus the other, but you don't get that all at once. So in my career, I was able to get that all in one place. So in that, for having that opportunity, I was able to you know, develop an understanding deep understanding of some of these topics. So when I added my OSHA training to this, then then my certification as a certified occupational safety specialist, then that in itself helped me become subject matter expert for certain topics. So along the way, I honestly think the very first job I got during this was through um, Upworks and it was uh, HSI. HSI is an organization, and I can't remember who the parent company is now for uh, HSI, which is Health and Safety Institute, I believe. It's been a while, (laughs) and they do uh, Summit Safety, I believe is one of their products. And I got contacted with them, and they asked if I could start reviewing 
OSHA courses. So they gave me a whole list of general industry, gave me a whole category of construction. I started doing that. And then later on, a company called Red Vector got a hold of me and I created a few courses for Red Vector. If you were to go on their website right now, type in my name, you'll be able to see some of the courses that not only did I create for them, but I delivered at their um, Red, Red Vector uh, office in Tampa. Let's see, after them, I believe the next set of group was... Uh, 360 training and I did several courses and reviews for three uh, th 360 training and uh, I started writing New York courses for them for the city of New York that were compliant with their department of buildings and then the American Safety Council that was a subject matter and still am for them and then uh, SAP Litmus as well uh, creating courses and reviewing courses so my background, it just one when it is kind of like a pretty much it felt like a snowball effect, if you will. So basically, one company reached out to me, then the next company reached out to me, and shortly after, the next company reached out to me. So I had to really hone my skills over the last few years. And I've probably been doing this now for a good, must be about four to five years now, to tell you the truth. Yes, it's been a little while. I'm not saying I've been instructional designing the whole time I've been a safety consultant, but a good component, a good uh, opportunity when it came, I just took it and I've been doing this kind of work for a long time. And then with those skills, I was able to develop my own courses and therefore I started doing not only the safety blueprint course that you've heard me uh, talk about and my, uh, my principal advertising right now, but also I've had another course on OSHA compliance and then a few other courses that I've added in there. My audience is adult learners. So truly I'm not doing this for like my wife. She's a teacher. Her learning, uh, the people that's learning from her are students that are children in elementary school primarily. And that's before she retired. Yep, but my audience are people who are learning this material to eventually either prevent an injury or illness or to save their lives so it's a very very important topic that i teach them correctly and then also there's the osha compliance side too so i really want to make sure that they're compliant with osha so the document that i told you guys to look up if you didn't already here's the name of the document one more time it is resource for development and delivery of training to workers so that's the uh, the idea is we're as Osho was saying we are going to help you when it takes when you need to start training your workers and we're going to show you this is the principles for adult learning. The reason I came up with this topic for this uh, week was because I was doing last week a virtual cost class, which is certified occupational safety specialist. I teach that class for the Alliance Safety Council from time to time. Uh, physically, we like to do the class, but now that things have changed quite a bit, we can't do it physically anymore. So I did, well, we can. It just takes some extra planning, but I've been doing it virtually for a little while. So this one has been pretty, pretty near and dear to me because I'm currently living how adult learners, adult learners, especially in a virtual setting, need to be engaged. And we also make sure that they uh, have the learning outcome that they need specifically for this class that I was teaching 
their learning outcome is going to lead towards a certificate that they could use. And it's going to be, you know, those the comma after your last name, you know, where everyone's seeking that safety designation. So these individuals, they could tell, or I could tell that they're learning in their understanding material because they pass a test after the week of class and then get that safety designation. So it's also important for them because they invest a lot of money for this class as well. So I want to make sure I'm delivering enough information in a manner that they're going to understand it. So that's what I'm doing with the teaching adult learners. So this is also leading to something that I'm currently trying to do. I'm developing a course for this. So it's, you know, just kind of stuck in my mind. And I figured if it's stuck in my mind, get it out, share it with you. See? So you guys are the beneficiaries of something being stuck in my mind right off the bat. <laughs> so let's uh, hopefully by now, if you're not driving, because you can't do this while you're driving, but hopefully by now you've pulled up that resource page. We're going to kind of take a look at that. So I'm going to go to the table of contents right away, tell you what's on that. So you're going to see characteristics of sound training programs. Next thing they talk about is best practices for training adults, then principles of adult education. And there's a checklist that goes with that program design, delivery, evaluation elements. And then they have a few appendix after the end. And that appendix is just basically to help you uh, find some resources so that you could make sure that you're going to match up what I was just teaching you here with the actual practical courses that you're delivering. So we're not going to do this whole thing. Uh, that's going to be a little too much. So I'm really going to focus on principles of adult education. That's the thing I really want to make sure that we're going to leave here today with these principles. So I'm going to read the following principles to you and then kind of do a, a brief my thoughts on these principles. How's that? So it's going to be my thoughts on the principles that I'm delivering to you through this guided OSHA document. So number one, it says adults are voluntary learners. In school, <laughs> you're not voluntary learners, right? You're stuck there. You got to be there. It's a condition of being a student. Uh, you don't want to be uh, in truancy. If you miss school, and even if you learned at home, you know, that was a condition that your parents had. You had to do it, right? So adult learners are voluntary. Uh, so basically, they want to learn, and they get out there. However, with OSHA compliance things, that's mandatory because now OSHA is telling you as the employer, you as the consultant, that you need to deliver this material in such a way, in such a format. In some cases, they even give you the curriculum you need to teach. And then that is going to eventually be what uh, the workers are going to receive. They're going to understand. They're going to uh, regurgitate that back to OSHA if they're ever in a, a OSHA a citation or inspection, let's say that. So they have to understand this information at that point. It's mandatory, but yet in some cases, the learning itself, some people will choose to take an OSHA 10 class. They'll choose to take an OSHA 30 class, or they may want to learn about a specific topic. I remember one time I wanted to learn about electricity, so I chose to take an electrical, uh, basic electrical course to help me out. And that was a long, long time ago. Another principle is adults learn needed information quickly. So therefore, whenever they're using a tool, 
using a process going someplace specifically that is going to be to help them in the career or it's going to keep them safe and sound they're going to be motivated enough to really learn that information so what will happen in those situations is if you are the subject matter expert you're delivering that information they want to know that right now they want to know that information as quickly as possible and in some cases they want you to bottom line them yeah yeah that is you know give me the bottom line what do i need to know to stay safe and then i'm going back in the field so that's one of the things that the adults kind of would lead you to it but you have to give them some good information to you know back that up to make it work adults come with a good deal of life experience that knowledge that needs to be acknowledged so again i'm reading the principles for you that osha has here that's a real big thing when it comes to uh, life principles and adults when they're trying to learn the technical side of something that they do day in and day out but then sometimes they just want to learn the safety aspects and if they need to learn the safety aspects of something that they're doing over and over again then truly that's all they really care about is just the, the safety aspects of these things so uh, when the adult learners come to you they have experience already on how to do the job chances are they may have even more experience in some cases and then you're just delivering them the safe method of doing the job so let's give you for instance anytime i go and i talk to like a tradesman i make sure that i tell them i am only here to help you with either osha, OSHA compliance or to think how to critically and safely do the functions of your job seamlessly as you're doing your work so therefore you teach me how you do your work teach me some of the nuances you can it'd be better if i could go out and see you and actually see how those nuances work because then i'll get a really good understanding of how things are going to uh, affect you if i tell you that yes at this point you need to wear your your goggles and now you're telling me that these things are uh, getting fogged up so bad that you can't see and now that's a greater hazard eh, we're gonna have to work around this so let's let's see if there's something else that we could uh we could do maybe we shouldn't use pp in the setting maybe i could use engineering controls or administrative controls or something else let me understand what you're doing so then i could better provide training for you that is going to be practical and then we could even deliver information that's going to be practical to you that therefore you then are going to get a better understanding so adult learners have that innate where they have so much life experience especially if you're teaching them about the safety and health of their job what they do every day day in day out it's good to to uh, listen and learn from their experience uh, you have to treat adults with respect and so therefore as you're instructing it shouldn't come from a condescending uh, attitude and then if you do have such an experience that you yourself may have been an equipment operator the instruction shouldn't be like hey dummy what are you doing over here i would have done this differently when i was in your position <laughs> and then starts out with that conversation so now again you're pitting yourself to your listener and it's going to put up a barrier that they're not even going to want to hear you because they already tuned out saying man i got uh, this person says one more thing i'm out of here 
that's not what you're looking for, right? You're not looking for constant uh, conflict, confrontation. You're looking for making sure this person gets the information that is needed, and then they do what's required and beyond to keep themselves uh, safe. So in those cases, you want to make sure that the adult is always treated with respect. Adults learn more when they participate in a learning process. So that means, especially if you're going um, year after year after year with the same group, and I've actually had this experience quite a bit where I would go year in, year out to the same people, and I'm teaching them permit required confined space, or I'm teaching them fall protection or something like that. After a while, if you tell the same stories, what's the difference between you and putting in a video? <laughs> it's going to be the same thing to them. So you're going to end up having to do it in such a way that you're going to motivate your worker, motivate the listeners, the participants. You need to do something else that's going to engage them and bring them in. in. Some cases, you might have to do one of those games, like um, if you remember my interview with uh, Linda Tapp. Uh, she has safety fundamentals and she has F-U-N as fun in her um, in her group. And I believe it's safetyfundamentals.com. She created a bunch of products that is going to teach people how to uh, deliver material that is usually dry, deliver material that no one wants to hear, but in such a fun, participating way that then the workers become part of the learning experience Therefore, it kind of puts it off a little where it, it makes it where they want to be in your class as opposed to, ah, Sheldon's here again. What more is he going to tell us this year that he hasn't told us, you know, two, three, four years ago? So that's one of those things that I, you know, you really got to work on because as they participate in their learning, the adults, they're going to learn more. They're going to feel better about it. It's going to be easy for them to participate. So that is a good principle to have. Another one that they say is adults learn best by doing. So trying, physically doing. So therefore, if it's possible, especially let's say you're doing a fall protection class and you could bring in your full body harness, lifeline. Um, there's some people that actually have you know, homemade anchor systems that they made for demonstration purposes and not that they're going to do this in the field. But if you have the ability to pull up, you know, a truck and the truck has several different things that they could try, even labs, uh, then that might be something that they would love. Uh, right now, the virtual reality thing is big in the field. So you can actually do virtual reality training where someone is sitting at a station and it looks like they're operating something out in the field. They're learning. They're being participated participants in this learning and now it really means something because they can move controls and they're tactile learners so therefore that's going to help them and, and cry them quite a bit so they're actually learning from that and you can even do things such as um like if you're in a cpr class they always encourage you to do scenarios together uh, for you and your students but you can do that with any safety and health class, even if you're doing ladder safety, you know, how easy is it to grab a ladder? Let's grab a ladder. <laughs> Let's actually show me the right pitch. Uh, show me what it looks like to do three points of contact or something similar to that. Or you could break everybody in little work groups too. 
work groups go very, very well because then now you're having peer-on-peer learning. It makes it so that the class will break up its physical mindset where you're moving along inside the class. So those are some of the ways that you could uh, experience or get the workers to experience training and learning in a different light. So that's a good one. Adults, uh, they like to try on or practice whatever they're learning. Another tip that OSHA is giving you here says adults need to know where they are heading. So basically you're giving them a logical roadmap that says we are leading you towards this. Uh, You're going from step A, which is going to lead to B logically. And that's the key. You want to make sure that your training is set up in such a way that logically it has that lead in from one thing to the next to the next. And then they could get to the end of their learning objective. And one of the things I didn't mention yet is objectives. In every module, you should have some sort of learning objective, right? You've probably seen it. Any other course you've ever taken in your life, you probably have a learning objective that will say something similar to this. At the end of this training, you will understand this topic. At the end of this module, you should be able to demonstrate this. So those are the learning objectives. That's the the path, the roadmap, if you will, to what this adult learner is going to get. So it's the, you know, what's in it for me? That's truly what it boils down to. What's in it for me? Why am I here? The donuts are nice. The bagels are great. But I need something else more than this. What's in it for me? And that's that's that roadmap that they seek. Adults learn best when new information is reinforced and repeated. So once you say something, uh, there's an old phrase with, uh, with delivery of material. And I, I think I'm going to scroll down. I've got my, um, my actual um, like list of different presentations I've done before. Or I should say different podcasts, not presentations. But I believe I already did a podcast on how you can uh, truly make your next presentation even better. And it looks like it was all the way down to episode 24. So my episode 24 says 10 speaking tips to help you nail your presentation. I remember one of the first times I was doing, um, I was actually learning about public speaking. This was in one of my classes when I uh, was doing my bachelor's in uh, marketing. I had this teacher and he was a pretty cool teacher. I gotta, I gotta tell you, he was is one of those uh, instructors that we liked, and I uh, went to University of Phoenix. And one of the things that they pride pride themselves on, and this was physically in class. I, I did a little mixture of online and then physically being in class. But one of the things at that time uh, that they really just had to have in instructors is people who was doing this in the field actively, so that they knew exactly what the listeners and what the students were feeling, what they're experiencing, and they could be more of a mentor for to them. So this is something not new, not something he made up, but the way he delivered it just got stuck in my mind. And it was, tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. Tell them what you told them. So that it was his way, and he kept saying it in, in just such a, a matter-of-fact way in class and just... You know, and then it became almost like a running joke throughout the rest of the class and further uh, sessions where you just say, all right, 
tell them, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them. So that's having a beginning, a middle, and an end. And what you're doing there is you're reinforcing that information for the adult learner over and over and over in three different ways. So you tell them, oh, excuse me, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them. So with those three distinct areas of this learning, they're going to get a good understanding that, yes, this is the material that I need to know. And now it's reinforced again. And now it's reinforced again. And I do that in my um, my other classes too. So like if I have a week-long class, I would kind of introduce an in, um, a topic two days ahead and just say, I know we haven't gotten here yet, but... We're about to do this topic on Wednesday, or we're going to do this topic on Thursday morning. And I really want to make sure that you're going to get this information as quickly. Or no, I want to make sure that you understand this information. I probably wouldn't say quickly. I want to make sure you understand this information. And that's uh, the way I would bring it to them. Then I'll tell them the topic when a day's come, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever the day comes with that topic. And then on Friday, I always do a wrap up and the wrap up. And if again, if it's a 40 hour uh, class, the wrap up will be this is what you learned. So we at least touched topic three times within the time frame that I am uh, going to be there influencing, teaching this uh, adult learner. And the last thing that uh, OSHA has as far as principles for adult learning they say adults learn better when the information presented in different ways so that means your teaching techniques are going to have to develop and evolve in such a way that uh, it's not going to be just you and death by powerpoint <laughs> i'm sure some of you've probably heard that phrase already the death by powerpoint you don't want to have that where people are just completely just fed up of you clicking from one slide to the next slide to the next slide. I do my PowerPoints completely different. I have them up. I don't mind people reading while I'm speaking to them because many people will tell you, well, only do two or three short bullets on your presentation slide so that uh, people will be listening to you instead of reading. That's fine. I do that too in certain cases and in some cases where there's a lot of information that I want them to digest. I'm okay leaving it out there and while they're reading it, I'm explaining it to them as to this is what you're seeing, this is what you're reading. And in some cases, I just, hey, uh, what do you think of this? And I just literally let them read a little. Gives me a time to rest my voice. It gives it an opportunity for them to truly uh, get kind of out of the mindset that they're in and just start reading and participating through reading. And then I'll ask somebody, hey, Billy, Susie, Joe, Sammy, what do you think of what you're reading here? And then they get their um, their point to me. Then we have the debate. We have a discussion, whatever it takes. So in that way, I want to make sure that the information is going to be prevented, presented to them that yes, they could read it through the PowerPoint and then another way is going to be a classroom discussion. And then I could even add a short video if I needed to. Uh, if you're using one of those techniques to do a game or you could do uh, hazard hunts, if you will, that's another way for you to present material. Uh, so therefore, it's going to give the, 
the adult learner a good opportunity to truly get an understanding of the material in such a way that now it's palatable to them and they're going to do it. That's the key, right? You want to make sure that you're giving them information that they're going to do, that they're going to be able to keep themselves safe because our information is environmental health safety. Some of you may have that extra S of security, but either way, it's going to keep the workers safe. It's going to give them uh, the right to know what hazards they're around, so therefore they can protect themselves from those hazards that they're going to be exposed to. So that is the principles that uh, OSHA has set forth in that resource for development and delivery of training to workers. That's the name of the document that you want to look up. Uh, OSHA also has a number for that one. So it's OSHA number 3824-08215. And it's a pretty decent sized document, 52 pages worth of a document, you know, something you don't want to print <laughs> right away. You're from the house, you want to go ahead and go to Office Max or I think there's still an Office Max, I'm not too sure. Wherever you could do your office printing, whatever store is still around. <laughs> I actually have a, I believe, a Office Depot. Oh, you know what? That's what it is. Office Max and Office Depot kind of combined. So now it's those two in Staples uh, in the U.S. I'm not too sure wherever you're listening to me. There might be another entity. You'll have them printed. That's the key. <laughs> you don't want to do this one at home. So uh, we did go through very quickly that document just to give you the ideas behind the principles behind adult learning. Uh, this obviously is going to be just scratching the surface. There's different ways of making sure you do this. And OSHA also gives you uh, a thought beyond that in that document. So you really want to check out that document too and, and look at it very deeply. And I am going to let you know about the instructional design uh, course that I'm going to be doing in the future, hopefully in August. I'm trying to set it up. So I'll make sure I announce that after I, I get it all set up. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the tip of the week. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. J. Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. has good information, don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome back. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. 
If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and hit subscribe. If you know someone that can benefit from this podcast, then please share it with them. That'd be awesome if you do that. And for anyone who needs to find out more information about me and things I'm doing, just go to sheldonprimus.com. And then if you are on Patreon, you can support us on patreon.com safety consultant. All right. For the tip of the week, I want to show you something that's already in existence for training. And this is specifically for safety and health training. Uh, Some of you may know about this. I believe I spoke about it before. But uh, OSHA has just ended the period for people to do the Susan Harwood grants. Now, that is something set up where if you're a nonprofit or if you are a tribal nation, you could request from OSHA to help pay for you to search out specific topics that they have need of people getting this information from. And uh, as soon as you submit your document as a nonprofit to OSHA through grants.gov, they go through all the applications and then they award people to get this money to develop this training. And the caveat is, as soon as you develop this training, you're actually going to have to also submit this information to OSHA. So OSHA will have the information, you will have the information, and and OSHA will have it where it's uh, available on their website. So you would go to OSHA.gov. So once you get to OSHA.gov, you truly want to just type in Susan Harwood Grant. That's one of the easiest way to find it. And if you can't just type in Susan Harwood Grant, then the other thing you want to do is just um, go to training under um, uh, in the, on the website. And then once you go to training, then you can look up Susan Harwood Grant that way. So you could do it. You can look up uh, training and it's all free training there. And they have a lot of topics, not all topics of safety and health, but they do have a lot of topics. And uh, what you'll end up doing is you'll scroll down. I like doing the A to Z index. That's a little bit easier for me to find things. It's just go down to A to Z index. And when I go down to A to Z index, then I could look for fall protection under F or I could do silica under S or something similar to that and that makes it easy or the other way to do it is if you know specifically a language you need to find training on you could search by language or you could search by institute if you know someone who's already got approved for a Susan Harwood grant then you can actually look up that entity and then see what training that they have available already and that's the other way of doing that so what you would want to do though is once you click on the training you want, so I'm going to give you a nice, uh, for instance, I'm looking at the grant material right now. The very first one says aerial lift. This one was done by the Tree Care Institute Association on 2014. So if you're at home and not driving, you can actually do this as well. It's the very first thing under A. Once you click on that, you can scroll down and you can see that it has an aerial lift safety course. It's got a pre-test and a post-test, so that's two pages long, but the actual training is 137 PowerPoint slides, and you could 
download the PowerPoint itself, and you can also download that pre and post test. So in that way, you can have something that you could use for your uh, for your workers right now. So it's a real good, um, real good system. I'll scroll down a little bit more, and I see uh, Florida State College of Jacksonville, which actually I was an adjunct instructor for them once before. Yeah, I was teaching the general industry OSHA classes. Yeah, so they have a training there for asbestos and also one for amputation. So again, if you're following along with me, it's going to let's do the asbestos one. It's going to be the last one in the A section. So you click on that one, and they actually have plenty of uh, of not only English PowerPoints but oh, one Spanish or one, two, three, three Spanish uh, PowerPoints there. And they also have lesson plans there. And they have case studies there. So you'll have lesson plans and case studies available to you that you could use right now for your organization. So that's the, uh, the key. You want to make sure that you find the right information and then go ahead and click through it. Use what you can from the material here. Uh, print out the stuff they have for a student guide and some of them they even have instructor lesson plans and they have student handouts and train to trainer material so this is really good especially if you have to be the trainer for your organization for the adults so that is the tip of the week and i truly appreciate everybody that is listening to me this week and again hit the subscribe button i'll be awesome and share it with a friend. But you got this. Go get your training on. And I will see you next week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. <laughs>